Hello, and welcome to the Essential Conversations podcast series, a podcast for behavioral health providers in Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska. Each person who enters recovery is as unique as the story that they bring with them. And this month, in honor of Recovery Month, we will be bringing you recovery stories from people in diverse populations. Hear what people in these communities want providers to know. I hope you enjoy. All right. Good afternoon, Norma. I uh, am glad that you agreed to do this project with me. I'm recording for the Addiction Technology Transfer Centers, and I'm interviewing people who are in recovery from substance use disorder who belong to diverse populations. Since you are a senior, I thought it would be interesting to get your perspective on what recovery is like and what it is that you would like healthcare professionals to know about someone like you if they encounter someone like you. So thank you for agreeing to the interview. Uh, my first question is, when uh, did you get into recovery? I was about, I was in my 50s when I got into recovery. And how how did you get into recovery? What, did you go to treatment? No, I went to AA. And so I just quit drinking and went to AA. And that's how I got into recovery. Do you know how much uh, recovery time that you have? Do you keep track of that? No, I don't. Because when I was in recovery, when I'd been in there like six or seven years, I kept hearing these people that had 14, 17 years and they had drink again. So being superstitious, I thought I just will not keep track anymore of how long I've been in recovery. And you said that you got sober in your 50s. How old are you now? I'm 88. I'll be 89 in December. That's amazing. And what is it like for you to live as a senior woman? You know, a lot of times uh, older people get ignored or they're not believed or things like that. Is Has that been your experience? No, it hasn't. People has been treated has treated me very very good, and they've treated me like a person, not just an old person, but a person. Yeah. Do you think that that's because you are just pretty likable for one, and then just clear and assertive about your health care? Probably because that I am an outgoing person. And I'm very happy to be sober. So I think people respond to that. You said that you got sober by going to AA. Do you still go to AA? No, I don't. When I moved to the country, there wasn't an AA close by. So I didn't. So that's when I quit going to AA. I still read the big book and uh, the 12 steps. But that's how come I'd have stopped going to AA. And what is the big book? A lot of people probably don't know what that is. It's it's stories about people that is recovering in AA. It's different stories. Okay. So you don't go to AA anymore, but you're still a person in recovery. What does it mean to you to be a person in recovery? 
Well, what it means is that I know I cannot take a drink, that I'm still an alcoholic. So that that's the main thing about being in recovery is that I will not drink. I I will not even take a drink. So you have told me that uh, that people, whenever you tell them that you're a recovering alcoholic, they often find that really hard to believe. Yes. I, and I think that when people say I'm a recovering alcoholic, they think about this person being slumped over the bar and it can't walk. But that's not true. You can be an alcoholic. I was an alcoholic. I still function. And I did most of my drinking. I did all of my drinking of the evening. That's that I was able to uh, not drink during the day. I was completely out of control of the night. When people say things like that to you, like, oh, you could have never been an alcoholic. Like, what do you tell them? I just laugh and say, you don't know what it's like to be an alcoholic. And I try to explain to them the difference. And when I was in St. Louis, there was people that came to AA from 50 or 60 miles away because they did not want they were working people, and they didn't want people to know that they were alcoholics that they worked with. So they didn't want people in their own community to know that they were in recovery, so they would travel a great distance to go to a meeting. Exactly. You said that you're 88 years old, and so I assume that you go to a lot of doctor's appointments. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever ask you about you're drinking or illegal drug use? That is one of the questions they always ask. Okay. Uh, if you if you are in drugs, if you're alcoholic or in drugs. And there's a lot of people that don't know that a drug is a drug is a drug, regardless if it's whiskey or or some of the illegal drugs, it's still a drug. And people just don't understand that. When you tell your doctors that you're in recovery, do they disbelieve you the way that your friends do? Uh, yeah, this one doctor who I was really friendly with, he, I don't think he believed that I was an alcoholic. Okay, he just never believed it? Yeah, he didn't talk about it, but I just had the feeling that he did not believe me. So sometimes he would ask me stupid questions which I can't remember what they were now. Yeah. But that's the only one that, because he was my doctor for 20 years, so he knew a lot about me. Yeah. He just couldn't imagine what you were like before you exactly. stopped drinking. If you were somebody to, if you had to go into treatment, substance treatment now, or you had a counselor for, you know, substance abuse, at your age, what would you want them to ask you or to know about you as an older person in recovery? I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I really don't know what I would want them to know. Okay. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? I can't think of anything. Well, I am very happy that I am in recovery. I'm very satisfied with my life. And that's it. 
So I chose to do this project um, before to let providers know what it was like for people in marginalized communities to be in recovery before I knew what the recovery month theme for 2023 is. And the theme is every person, every family, every community. So with that in mind, what do you think your recovery means to you? What it means to me? That's a hard question. Like I said, it means that that I'm able to function. I have got my hobbies and and I'm happy with my life. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what your life would have been like had you continued to drink? Oh. <laughs> oh my. It it would not have been anything like <laughs> I just can't even imagine what it would be like. So what do you think your recovery means to your family? I think it meant meant a lot to my family. My whole family is in recovery. I don't know if that started with me or if I started with them. But I'm sure that my family really is glad that I'm in recovery. What do you think that recovery means to your community or the community at large? I really don't know. When I lived at the country, Mm -hmm. I know people that I got to be, I lived there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I made a lot of good friends. And I worked at the community center. They were all very supportive. Supportive. Have you? (laughs) Me. Do you think that it's likely that you wouldn't have participated in all those community events and the community events that you do now if you were still drinking? No, I do not think I would. Yeah. No. And you live in Independence, Missouri now. And you've been here for how long? Almost three years. I want to thank you for the interview. And I want to tell everybody that Norma is my mom and that I could not be prouder of her and her recovery. And our family is amazing. And I want to thank you for being able to talk openly about your recovery to anyone, not just me, but anyone who asked you about it, because I think that that helps in the stigma of alcoholism. So. I love you very much, Mom. I love you too, and thank you so much. This podcast series is brought to you by the Mid-America Addiction Technology Center funded by SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Although funded by SAMHSA, this podcast does not necessarily reflect the views of SAMHSA.